He sit back and watch for the bullshit. Cause you know what's coming. 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 Welcome to the latest episode of BS with Brian Simpson. I'm your host, Brian Simpson, of course, who else would I be? A lot of, lot of interesting things, uh, I guess, in the news as of late. Um, I'm, uh, I could get right to the obvious stuff, but let's talk about the trivial shit first. Um... April 1st, and this is not an April Fool's joke. Um, man arrested, Alabama man arrested for setting his wife on fire after heated argument. God damn, man. Man, you don't ruin her life and yours. See, I don't, I, what is the point in being in a, I don't, I just, I guess I'll never be able to wrap my head around the mind of a violent spouse because I've never don't get me wrong listen I know how it is you're in a relationship your significant other they know your weaknesses they know the things that that bother you and piss you off they know how to get under your armor and push them buttons and all that and you know but have I now have I ever been angry so angry that I wanted to slap the shit out of my girl? Oh yeah. Of course. But then she wins. See, I, 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 maybe this is right. Maybe I'm not <laughs> I maybe I would I wouldn't be in this situation not out of not out of some kind of deep-seated uh chivalry, but just because I want to win. You know, I'm not, or at least I want to not lose. And when you let your emotions get the best of you in that situation, man, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. No matter what damage you inflict, you lost. Um, and, and it's weird, too. I think it, it really, I think it falls back to some people's twisted idea of love. You can't be with a motherfucker if you don't speak the same love language. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of debate on where you learn love. Is it your parents? Is it just the first person that you have some sort of uh, intimacy with? You know, who knows? But some people have this real fucked up. Because it's, it's two parts to it. It's how you show love and, uh, and then also how you, what you need to feel loved. You know, and I've known people that all kind of twisted shit. I've known people that, ha- that, that they need you. They need abuse. To feel loved. They, you know, I, I really did. I knew a lady like this. And uh, she was dating um, a foster. Uh, she was dating my foster brother. I suppose that's what he would be. And he used to smack the shit out of her all the time. I was probably, I don't know, 11, 12 years old, something like that. No, it had to be older than that. So I probably, no, I was probably 13 or 14. And I seen him smack the shit out of her, bro. All the time. Like, regularly. Like, you know, a few times a week type shit. And you know what? She fucking... Like, I put it to you like this. Her her mentality was... 
because she, she would go she would go steal shit from him. She was a master shoplifter. I'm talking upper echelon, high level. You know, I mean, she wasn't doing no Ocean's Eleven shit. Like she wasn't gonna go in there and hack, you know, hack no mainframes or nothing. But, but goddamn it, I've seen that bitch go in the grocery store and walk out with steaks, shrimp. You know what I mean? Like, like shit that not some shit you could just slip in your pocket. I mean, she would go in that motherfucker with the big with the puffy coat on and a big ass purse, and she just had a move, dog. Just what they call it, a sleight of hand. Just, just. Just a, her sleight of hand was just, just outrageous, man. Just out of this universe. Anyway, her mentality was, if she couldn't make, if she couldn't make him, if she couldn't make him pissed off enough to hit her, that he didn't love her. Like she, I know, I know, I know, I know. That sounds crazy. That sounds like I'm making it up. But I, I, I assure you, I am not making this up. Now, and and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's some innocent uh, victim in all this. Like it, it's, it's not like he reluctantly smacked her. You know what I mean? He, uh, you know, I mean, at the time, I didn't really put it all together. But just, uh, you know, knowing uh, the things about him that I know. I know that he was an abusive person, period, you know, and whether that would be emotional, just from the way he treated animals, the way he treated, talked to his mama, all those little things. Because um, this was, a, I, was in a, I was in a foster home, but this was her biological son. He was older than all of us. Um, and he was, a, he was a master at manipulating women. And but this particular woman, this was his bottom bitch. This 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 lady would not leave this nigga for no reasons, you know. And she would just—I'm telling you, like like if the, if it, if a few days had gone by and they hadn't seen each other, her her strategy, she would just she would walk in, like the moment they saw each other, she would just she would just turn the the sass and the biting remarks up a hundred a thousand like she was trying to to the point where if he tried if he tried to like ignore her like i don't feel like fucking with you today it would just she would just escalate it though you know take a fucking <laughs> you know what I mean? take a take a whole pitcher of water and just throw it in his nigga face you know what i mean or pour it on the xbox or something just some just like trying to piss this nigga off every week I mean, it was every day, really. But I mean, if it had been too long, she would, or she suspected he was fucking with another bitch, which he always was, or fucking with another woman, which which he always was. You know, but if she would, if she, you know, caught wind of it, caught hint of it, she would just immediately try to piss. And I and 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 they they probably still together. That this was this was, what, damn near twenty years ago. They probably still together for all the fuck I know. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know why I, I went off on a tangent, but my point is, <laughs> my point is if you with somebody and they making you so mad that you want to set them on fire, just leave, just leave. You, you can't have your actions be guided by your fucking, by your emotional outbursts, man. 
because like I said, I've been there. I've been there where I wanted to punch somebody. I've been there where I wanted to throw something. Just well, just leave if you can. I know. So I guess some people feel trapped, maybe financially or or uh, some other thing, you know. Um, and in that case, I don't know what the fuck you're gonna do, but. But definitely don't set it. Definitely don't set nobody on fire, man. First of all, that's a crime that you're not gonna get away with. Um, but yeah, you are gonna get caught. Let me let me uh, more details in this bitch. Um, the gray, the guy's name was Johnny Lee Gray. Hmm. February sixteenth, around four p.m., Gray allegedly got into an argument with his forty-four-year-old wife, whose name was not released publicly. The heated conversation led him to repeatedly pouring rubbing alcohol on his wife and setting her on fire. She went to the hospital with serious injuries, life-threatening injuries, and uh, and this motherfucker had to go to the hospital too because he set himself on fire. I don't know. Some people might call that instant karma, but I, I don't know. I mean, this, this nigga didn't... She had burns on half her body. I think he just probably got some on his arm or something. Ugh, that's some sucker shit, though. Set a motherfucker on fire. I mean, that's somebody that... How, how can you say you ever loved somebody? <laughs> because, well, actually, that, that gets back to my to my original point. The, the whole love language thing is, is like, some people think they know what love is, but love, you, you, it's not a singular thing. You don't get to define love. Love is a, it's a, it's an exchange. You know, you know you can't have you can't be in love with somebody that ain't that ain't in love with you back. You, it's got for it to exist, it's got to be both of you. Everything else is just possession. You just you want to you want to possess another motherfucker. That ain't love. You know what I mean? You want a slave that t- that gives you compliments and, and sucks your dick. You don't want like love. You know. Cause, cause, if you love somebody, why would you ever want to fucking hurt them to that degree? You gonna you gonna burn them up and disfigure them? <laughs> like, God, man, I wish I could see this motherfucker's face. Like, he just looked like the type of motherfucker where you just like, I wouldn't let nobody I cared about date this nigga. Just he, he the, his photo was just giving me the vibes, nigga. Like, nah. <sighs> It just should go to show how stupid people are. Um, I guess people can. It's real. It's easy for people to get swept up in uh, in a bunch of shit. Now, Jesse Smollett again. Why are we talking about Jesse Smollett? Um, because he all the charges against him were dropped miraculously. Um, but then the same people that dropped the charges were like, "We don't think he's innocent." So we, you know, Chicago is just one of them places, man, where it goes down. These mo- <laughs> these city officials, nigga, they are just brazen. They, <laughs> they I mean, they on the take hard. Like it, it, it's just one of those places that runs like that. You know, it's like New York. It's like one of the, it's one of those cities that you know, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York. It's one of those cities where things run a certain way and if you know the right people and if you got the right amount of bread you can make all kind of shit happen for you you know 
I think, but I think Chicago might take the cake. It might be the most corrupt city in terms of how, of, of the people that run it and the way in the way that the corruption is normalized. You know, they don't even pretend like that. You know, it's, and it, and then what, what trips me out about that whole situation is um, so J- Jesse Smollett. If you're not familiar with the Jesse Smollett thing, he's the guy that faked. Uh, well, he he he's, he initially said he was attacked by two dudes wearing MAGA hats, and they, uh, or or maybe they said, yeah, yeah, they were wearing "Make America Great Again" hats, and they said it was it was this is MAGA country when they and they they beat his ass, tried to rob him, put a noose around his neck, pulled bleach on him, he fought him off, you know, and all that, and then when when it, when, when the story first came out. The vast majority of people believed him, except the niggas I know from Chicago. Okay, everybody I know from Chicago was like, because if y'all I don't know if y'all remember this, but at the at the time, it was a there was a cold. What do they call it? The 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 uh, the polar vortex or something like that, or the Arctic vortex. It was like cold as shit everywhere. You know, I mean, you know, it was all relative, but everywhere in the United States, it was it was 30 to 40 degrees colder than usual, you know. And so in Chicago, in January, February, that's cold than a motherfucker. I'm talking, I, I don't know what it was like, negative something. It was in the negatives. That's all, that's all I know to know that you know when it's that cold in chicago cuz you know it, 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 like you yeah, don't understand cuz look and i've never been i've never been but i've been places where i've frozen my ass off and i've been places where i froze my ass off with niggas from chicago and in every instance they're like yeah this is cold like i'm uncomfortable but this ain't like back home cold you know what i'm saying i'm like what nigga what it's cold cuz because you gotta understand, cold is about more than just the temperature. I know that sounds ridiculous because it literally is the temperature, but but it but but how how can I say this clearly? In addition to whatever temperature it is, however cold that is, right? How you experience the cold has to do with a couple other things: humidity. And wind chill. That, that wind, because you know, you get, you know, when you get in depth with it, you get two temperatures. You get how cold it is and how cold it feels, you know, based on that wind and that moisture in the air. That's because it could be, it could be negative three degrees, but it, but <laughs> you come around the right building and it feels like negative 20. That, so Chicago's like that because they got they got that lake right there. They got the wind just right in that motherfucker, and they call it that hawk out there. They call, <laughs> they got a nickname for it, nigga. They say that hawk <laughs> that shit could get you from anywhere. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Um, but uh, but that hawk out there. Um, so so you know. Back to the Jesse Smollett thing, a lot of niggas I know from Chicago was like, "Wait a minute." So based, you know, based on his story and based on where he say he was and based on what temperature it was, ain't no niggas in Chicago out there robbing motherfuckers in this in this in this weather. 
And, and that was it was almost unanimous. And, and you know, and I'm talking like across all my social medias, you know, various different niggas that some know each other, some don't. You know, but they didn't like collaborate. They, it was just like everywhere I went, the reaction from people from Chicago was like, mm, "Some ain't right. Just don't that, that don't that smell fishy." You know. Anyway, police investigated. I think the FBI got involved a little bit, but then Jesse Smollett refused to give up his phone to prove that he was on the phone with his manager when an attack happened, and it was all this other little shit that did went wrong. Anyway. They tracked down two uh, Nigerian brothers, one of which was Jesse Smollett's personal trainer, who um, who had done the deed, and they admitted that Jesse Smollett paid them to do it. He paid them. He said, and these these niggas were huge. They were huge, and uh, and so I mean it, that just added less credibility to a story that he that that he fought off these two gigantic Nigerians. Um, I, I don't know, you know, and so the Chicago PD investigated further and came to the conclusion that Jesse Smollett had set the whole thing up, and they were they were furious. So he got arrested on, um, I want to say, it wasn't conspiracy, maybe it was conspiracy charges, and filing a false pr- report and all that and uh and everybody was like well that nigga's done he got out of jail went back to the set of his show empire and still was sticking to the lie and then miraculously a couple weeks later his charges was dropped for community service he'd already done the community service which was based probably just you know him eating a cheeseburger somewhere you know and 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 he and he let he let the city keep his $10,000 bond um and it, boom, boom, boom. but then the Chicago PD came out and they were fucking pissed them and the mayor they were upset and president trump you know which is there's so many there's so much irony to that to me it, it it's isn't it weird right that uh, the people who re- the the people who represent the groups, like literally, represent gr- the groups that routinely and regularly get away with heinous crimes, are the most upset at Jesse Smollett getting away with a petty crime. I mean, his crime was victimless. You know, uh, if you know if he lied allegedly, he still haven't proven innocent or guilty or whatever. But but you know what I'm saying? It's like, isn't it weird that the the, the most pissed off group is the Chicago PD? I mean, they've been t- they must just be mad because they didn't get a cut of the bribe because that's definitely that's surely what happened, <laughs> you know. But the, I mean, I mean, the most corrupt police force in the country. And they're upset that a nigga got away with a crime. Like, they get away with killing niggas. They were recently exposed for this fucking decades-long torture uh, network. And they just, look, it didn't happen. They just brush it off. And and they're upset. We are upset. Like, who gives a fuck how y'all feel about anything? 
I'm I'm upset at Jesse Smollett for different reasons <laughs> than y'all. The Chicago Pete is like, wait a minute, we're the only one that gets away with crimes in Chicago. <laughs> Come on, you know how that shit work. He got bread. He got bread. You know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, listen, at all levels is racism. I mean, I'm sure a white dude that done his same crimes, it would have cost him less bread or he wouldn't even, uh, I don't know, it wouldn't even have got public. You know, some shit like that. You know, like, so, um, and then Rahm Emanuel, I mean, come on, this guy. He was Barack Obama's chief of staff for the first two years, I believe. But he's a fucking scumbag. <clears throat> you know, Barack, Barack, knew, Barack recognized like I need, I need a dirt bag on my team. Cause you, you know, actually, I'm about to go off on another tangent. But it's, but it's like, I, I have this argument with all my liberal friends all the time. Like, if if we want our side to win. We have to embrace the dirt bags on our side. The, you need somebody to do the dirty work so you can sit back and feel morally superior to everyone while also still gaining victories. You can't be an angel in politics. It just don't work. You know, they've got thousands of strategies to make you look bad and make you look stupid. And the most and the 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 the, the American public for the for the most part is dumb enough to fall for that shit every time especially the young people because they haven't lived long enough to have seen it happen for three four five times anyway trump too trump was really upset about it and you talk about somebody that's routinely gets away with crimes you know and i ain't i ain't even talking about the political shit like feel however you want to feel about donald trump but i'm just talking about like how how trump tower is it's not even a really a secret. It is a money laundering operation. That's what it is. It, it, you know, it, 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 the, the Russians move money by buying and selling the the condos in Trump Tower. You know, you you get a condo for the cheap cheap. You sell it for some exorbitant amount of money. That money change hands. That other person gets the condo. They sell it for some exorbitant amount of money. That's how they move it. And it's like, it, it's an open secret. It's really. Not only that, but just just multiple times this dude has defrauded people. I mean, to really, really be upset at Jesse Smollett, well, it can't be real. It can't be real. Mm. Um, I mean, I had a bunch of other stuff I wanted to talk about today, but um, it's it's hard to it's hard to ignore the big uh, the obvious in the room. Um, Nippy Hus Nipsey <laughs> Nippy <laughs> Nipsey Hussle was uh, shot and killed uh, the day before yesterday um, in front of his store. Um, he is like beloved in Los Angeles, especially over on that side, on the other side. Um, he was my age. We had the same birthday, and that's about it. Um, 
I mean, he was uh, he was a real nigga. Everybody in the game loved him. Everybody he he had the balls to come out and sell his mixtape. He had, he had a thousand hard copies of his mixtape for a hundred dollars a piece, and niggas was just so curious, like, why is this a hundred dollars? Like, I need one. He sold them joints out. I think they sold out in a few in a few days. He just made a hundred thousand just like that. Bam. And no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. And so um, I, that is when I first heard of Nipsey Hussle. Now I now he was he was rapping way before that and acting and all that. And you know, LA knew about him, but I didn't know about him until that happened. But he's dope. He's dope. He made dope music. He was all about the community, lifting the community up. Like when he was taking his bread and reinvesting it in his community, you know, buying properties, opening businesses. Um, trying to teach the youth about finances and all of that shit. Um, he was currently working on a documentary about this Dr. Sebi, which brings me to my next point. Oh, well, actually, I'll, I'll hold off on that. He was shot by somebody he knew. Big surprise. Um, or um, I don't know if it was somebody close to him because you know it's it's a lot of misinformation. It's a lot of mixed information out there. Um. He was supposed. He was scheduled to meet with the LAPD the the next day, or uh, or today actually, on Monday, um, April second, um, to to talk about stopping gang violence. And uh, um, yeah, it's fucked up. Now, after he died. Bunch of fucking losers. A bunch of fuck. Okay, maybe maybe I should temper my temper, but this kills me. Right, whenever whenever a celebrity dies, especially a black celebrity, it's always niggas out here with their sensationalist theories, just throwing gas on the fire. Like, shut the fuck up, okay? Look, Nipsey Hussle was working on a documentary about Dr. Sebi. Now, what's funny is, just probably a week ago, I was my first time hearing about Dr. Sebi, okay? Um, now, to some people, Dr. Sebi was a miracle worker that could cure AIDS, cancer, diabetes, various other ailments from just giving you the proper diet, from just you buying his tinctures and shit, Okay. Um, and a friend of mine tried to put me on. I, I I said I would check it out. I checked it out. And so before I before any of the Nipsey Hustle news happened uh, or anything like that, I was already checking out this Doctor Sebi who I re- heard about for the first time, or at least maybe I'd heard his name before, but I you know I didn't know what it was about. Anyway, I looked into it myself, and I decided that this dude was a con artist. You know what I mean? I like. There's no scientific claims to back up any of the stuff he's saying. Um, uh, uh, I guess his supporters claim that he proved in court that he could cure these diseases, um, but there's no there's no record of that. There's no, you know, so you know, and there's no scientific evidence to back that up anyway. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of times black folks or, or every marginalized group, we're so starved for heroes that it's like we we so easily suckered into 
you know, because all you got to do to get to pull the wool over the eyes of a lot of black folks is tell them you have a secret such and such and the white man don't want them to have it. And niggas will, will swallow that shit whole. You know, like, um, you know, miracle cures and all that shit. It's never been, they all, they're always false. Not once has, you know, anyway. So Nipsey Hussle was working on a documentary about Dr. Sebi. And so people automatically jumped to the conclusion, the government must have killed him to stop him from exposing the truth about Dr. Sebi and boo, boo, boo. And it's like, bro, everything, everything about Dr. Sebi is out there already. I mean, I mean, believe it or not, the government controls the internet. If they wanted the information, if they wanted Dr. Sebi, they could just scrub him from the internet if they really wanted to. You know, I don't know. Um, but to to think he that the government killed Nipsey Hussle and it was clearly this jealous. I mean, maybe he was, maybe that jealous nigga was an embedded CIA. No, I don't think the government puts that kind of resources into stopping rappers. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but it's like you know, the most reasonable explanation. I mean, that's the what you talking about. It takes so many steps. If you're gonna believe something with no evidence, it's like at least go, at least go with the simplest thing, the thing that makes sense, the most sense. You know. Um. Yeah, but a, bu- a bunch of people just jump right on to that trying. It's like, how much of a fucking loser are you? Where you gotta, your life is so boring, and so uninteresting, that you have to resort to uh wild, crazy the- just to have, s- cause you- cause you can't be interested on your own with your dull fucking personality because you're stupid. You, you know, you're so thick in the brain that you can't be interesting without waddling in controversy you know just rolling around in it because mm. I know I addressed this on earlier episodes of this I feel like a broken record sometimes but it's like I just hate people that try to make celebrity deaths about them or any death, really, because it it it, it does. It's not just with celebrities. When it, whenever anyone dies, there's already there's people trying to make it about them. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I've had I've had friends that like my friend Jimmy died, uh, my colleague Brody Stevens died, uh, you know, Nipsey Hussle died, Warren Williams. Died. Every every no matter who it is, no matter how big they are, how close they are, there's always people that like. Just. <laughs> They just dive in. They're sympathy jackers or whatever you call it. Grief grief vampires. I don't know. But they fucking make me sick. They're almost as bad as those people that pretend they can talk to your dead loved ones. Oh, just give me five more dollars. And oh, yeah, your grandma says she's proud of you. Those people, fuck those. Fuck these. Fuck everyone that tries to attach themselves to a tragedy unnecessarily the only people that should be doing that are first responders doctors psychiatrists those people the people that can help you know 
you don't have to sensationalize something that's already, you know, I mean, seconds after he died. It was just, it, it was just, oh, they, they tried to stop him from putting that Dr. Sammy information. No, they didn't, nigga. That, that shit defeats itself. You know, they don't want him talking about Dr. Sebi, but they let his they let people sell his products out there. That don't make sense. Anyway. Um says here throughout the years as he fostered success in his music career, he chose rather than to leave to come back and reinvest and to reinvest and try to address the various underpinnings that fostered this environment. And that was him all the way. That's why a lot of niggas loved and respected him because he was really, truly, like, professional. He was giving back to the community. Like like a lot of niggas pretend they are, he was actually there. Doing it every day. Uh, My heart goes out to Laura London. Um. It was his fiance. He left behind some kids. You know, it's 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 never no good shit that comes out of this. I I didn't uh, I didn't know Nipsey Hussle personally. I've never met him, um, but I did. I do listen to his music. Um, I mean, I definitely listen to Victory Lap, um, um, which was nominated for a Grammy last year. Didn't win, but it was a damn good album. Might have been album of the year, honestly. Um. But uh, I mean, you can make a, you can make a hard case for it. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. I got no witty comments to make about it. Uh, um, I hope they solve the, the shit soon. They will. I mean, because that's the thing, man. When they, when they want to, like when they really, if they want the resource, if they want to put the resources into your case. They're going to do it. And I think the LAPD has learned some lessons and, you know, you know, they let Biggie and Pac's murder go unsolved. I don't think they're going to let Nipsey Hussle's murder go unsolved. It corroded the trust and the faith from the community to the police department, you know. And, uh, uh, God, as much as it pains me to say this, they've really been working on their corruption. (laughs) You know, and this is all relative. You know, I mean, they're not as corrupt. Um, In fact, the whole time I've been living in L.A., every time I've had an encounter with a cop, it's been positive or neutral. But but no cop, since I've been here, now keep in mind, I ain't been on the south side when, the, when encountered a cop. I haven't encountered any cops while being over there. But, you know, and most of my time is spent in Hollywood. So, yeah, I mean, take that have it whatever it is i don't i'm not claiming to know la but just my whole time here um i haven't had a negative experience with a cop um and i've probably interacted with a cop um in the last three or four years it's probably been i probably probably eight times you know whether that be you know, I'm I'm walking down the street and I need to get by, but they got somebody held over and I got to go, hey, can I walk through here? And they're like, yeah, you know, something like that. Or, you know, you know, they sometimes they stop you when you're getting on the train and want to know if you damn paid or not, that kind of shit. Um, 
or the status shit getting pulled over. What have you. But, uh, I think they're going to solve that bitch. And, and, you know, and I'll, I'll be sure to do a follow-up as soon as I hear. Well, you'll, you'll probably know before I do. Um, all right. That is the end of the episode. Uh, thank you for listening. You know, as usual, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, email me at bswithbriansimpson at gmail.com. Follow me on the social media, short wide neck. If you're hearing this now, I think tomorrow I'm going to be on Bear, Bear Grenade at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room at 10 o'clock. No, 8 o'clock. Um, Thursday, I'm going to be in the, in the Improv Lab at 7.30. And Friday, I'm going to be in the Improv Main Room at 8 o'clock. Um, yeah, so Maybe two chicks. Damn. Why shall I so ruthless? They pimping butterflies and I really don't do this that often. Women screaming shallow, cause I'm that often. On another wave and you niggas just exhausted. Ain't no competition when you already lost it. And you niggas just 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 lost it. Ain't no competition. Ain't no ain't no ain't no ain't no competition because you already lost it. And you niggas just lost it. Ain't no competition. Ain't no ain't no ain't no competition because you already lost it. Ain't no competition because you already lost it. And you niggas just lost it. Ain't no competition. Ain't no ain't no ain't no competition because you already lost it. Tell me, what you know about? Still getting money, money, still ain't nothing funny. My bitch still sturdy, mine on 730. Yeah. D's trying to run down, nigga, but we ain't worried. Never. Your bitch trying to run down, nigga, you still worried. Uh, nervous, nervous, jealous. jealous. All that type shit, yeah, money, money cash. cash. Hoes I'm gon' get, the fuck y'all haters. You niggas could blow dick. I'm the rhythm of the night on some elder bar shit. Yeah. Bars that I spit is possessed like a gun charge. That means that me lie. It's a three to nine. Get hit with it, woke with so much conviction. Leave you with visions that only involve winning. Never losing, never Never lose. I'm Mike Michael Phelps and get this water pool. I'm swimming in money. I'm beyond your fools. I rap a lot. No debit bills. Nigga, get the blues too.